Hi, I'm Riyal Safi and welcome to Thinking Out Loud. Remember to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Spotify and Apple Podcasts and in that way you'll never miss another episode. On today's uh, episode we chat about moving abroad and in particular living in the US. What is the experience like? Is the grass really greener on the other side? We chat to Zaid Munshi, who has been living in the US for 18 years and has and his family located to the US in 2003. Hey Zaid and welcome to Thinking Out Loud. Hey Riaz, thanks for having me. Certainly it's a pleasure uh, catching up with you. So let's start from the beginning. Do you remember the first time you and your family decided to move abroad? How did you feel at that time? Uh, so there were definitely some um, mixed emotions, uh, as you can imagine. Um, I remember it, I moved when I was about uh, nine, ten years old. Um, so basically, what had happened was my dad came home from work one day, and uh, you know he broke the news to us that he was getting pr- pr- promoted um, and were, had to make a big change. Mm-hmm. And uh, the move was um, definitely something. that um made an impact to all of us you know and the biggest uh decision was leaving the family behind and you know just taking everything and move, and move into the US with it now being 9 years old it, uh, it must have been quite a bit of a change because at that time you might have been already at school making friends uh so h- how did you feel about leaving school your friends and family at that age Right. Um if I remember correctly I was in third grade and um leaving friends wasn't um the toughest part only because um you know when you when you that age um you're not as close to them as you are um uh, you know if you were 13 14 or around that age you know a teenager um, yeah. Yes. I think uh the most uh the most um uh, challenging part was to leave the family behind you know your uh, grandparents your cousins uh, all of them uh, but it was definitely uh, exciting as well as uh, a little bit sad at the same time <laughs> okay now once you got there and of course uh, settling into a life going to school um, far away from family What are some of the experiences been like or going to school making new friends uh, settling in learning the culture in the US It was definitely a huge culture shock um you know the biggest thing i noticed when we moved to new york was just the vibe um it's an extremely relaxed friendly vibe people here You know, you walk into the street, they'll say hey, they'll say what's up, they'll give you a smile. It's a really nice feeling. And uh, and one of it's it's a lot more relaxed. And one of the biggest things um that we were astounded with was the um, the security in regards to like your home and just where you live. There's there's no security here. Uh like for example we we had a security system in the home but we were living there for 9 years and never used it once whether we took a trip to to South Africa uh for a couple of months and then came back we never set the alarm and it's crazy because to be honest we never 
we never knew how to use the, the alarm system, uh, which is which is pretty amazing. Because in South Africa, that's like a number one priority. When you leave in the home, when you're going to bed, you know, set the alarm and, uh, you know, you'll be safe. Here, it's, it's you know, there were, there were times where we actually left the front door unlocked and went to bed because we forgot to lock it. You know, and it's safe. This the feeling of safety here is, uh, is, is amazing. I must be honest with you, it reminds me of my time when I was uh, living in the UK um, and we were sitting on the bus and uh, there was uh, these few um, white gentlemen uh, from South Africa, obviously, and they obviously didn't know that we were from South Africa as well. And then they were saying um, the very, the C word, I'm not going to use that right now, but they say he gomala. And they started obviously talking about us. And then uh, we, we sat through the journey. And then in about 15, 20 minutes when we got off, we greeted them in Afrikaans. And I guess the guys were so shocked. Um, they apologized to us after that. So I guess sometimes you just have to be careful about these things. So now, what other memories do you have about going to school? Of course, the schooling in the U.S. is very different to how they do it in South Africa. What are some of the things that stood out for you while you were at school and college, etc.? Right. Um, the, faci- the, faci- the facilities in the U.S. are phenomenal um, when it comes to sports. So your, 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 your soccer fields are top of the art um, you know, well-maintained soccer fields in South Africa. We used to play on the dirt, you know. Um, I remember I used to, to ro- roll around like tires in the uh, inside the schools, you know, uh, there. And here, I mean, you come here and um, the facilities are just amazing. You can, you have all these type of uh, activities before school after school, you know, uh, which you can, which you can attend and, you know, meet new kids and stuff like that. Uh, they keep it very, um, you know, very, um, maintained, uh, which, which is re- which is really nice. And you can get, and you can be involved in almost everything, chess club, you know, in, inside dance, music, you name it, you can do it. What did you excel in? Um, I was more on the athletic side and, um, I, uh, I, if you name it, I played every sport I could, you know, uh, from tennis, soccer, uh, to basketball, um, you know, football, uh, you name it, I played it, uh, which is really nice. Now there must be things about the U S that you dislike as well. Share with us some of those things that, um, you just thought mm, back home, they don't do these things. Uh, yes, to be honest, uh, Riaz, I think the biggest thing I miss um, is the food, you know, uh, especially the famous, the muchachos and nandos and, you know, all, all those, uh, the, the, the fast foods in, in, uh, in, in SA are just something that you crave for every single day, you know. Here, yes, you do get all different types of food, but it just doesn't have that same taste. You know, uh, that's one. The other thing is uh, family. You know, that's something we miss a lot um, staying here within the U.S. Even though we've been here for 18 years now, we still, um, you know, we try to to come to, to come every two years or a year, you know, just whenever we can. But other than that, um, I would say yeah, there's nothing here really that I, you know, um, that we don't get 
or we dislike or anything um, of that sort. So you basically miss the food and family. So we know why you visit us now. <laughs> From our discussions when you visit South Africa, it seems like you guys have established a very good community um, with and, and friends as well. What are some of the highlights when working together on community projects? Communities here are huge. Uh, it's a huge thing here. And um, I'll, I'll tell you this, um, you know, if we didn't find the community that we did in New York, I don't think we would have stayed here for as long as we did. Um, I think we would have we would have moved back. And the reason why I'm saying this is because just the people here, right, you basically your communities are its own is its own melting pot. And um, you get people from all over the world, you name it, from Europe, uh, from the Middle East, um, you know, and they're all coming together and um, we host these events and these projects and every person from everywhere, no matter the politics, the cultural differences, the, you know, all that, um, when you together as a community, there's none of that. It's just, it's just human, like, it's just person to person, you know, and um, I think that's the most amazing thing that we've experienced. And the the community here has become the family that we don't have here, um, and which, which is part of why we we stayed here, you know. But there must have been a project you guys worked on that you really uh, would like to share with us about uh, share with us. So something that you really enjoyed, um, one of the projects you worked on. Yeah, so uh, recently, actually, um, there was a mosque here that uh, needed some um, some serious uh, uh, the upkeep needed to be addressed. And here, um, you know, we don't have the luxury of um, having people who are wealthy enough to um, to to make the mosques, you know, extravagant and, um, you know, to have the, the, and to have the maintenance that it needs. Um, so the community, they got together and we basically went into the, into the mosque and we did everything, painting to uh, changing out cabinets, to replacing the kitchens, um, you know, the carpets, everything that needed to be addressed. We as a community came together and we did that. We didn't, we didn't take anyone else from the outside, you know, um, and that was something that was pretty amazing that we managed to accomplish as a community. Now, the U.S. is a diverse place in that you get to see and do a lot. What are some of the things that you've done and experienced while living there? So when when we moved from New York to Pennsylvania, um, you know, um, experience wise, I started to work when I was 13 and I worked since then. Child labor. (laughs) It's surprisingly, that's something that's very uh, common here. Here, if you want to make it big, you ha- you have to work. Um, you know, and a lot of kids they actually start to work when they twelve, thirteen years old, um, which is amazing because you experience so much at that age. Uh, and when I started to work, um, you know, at the time I was going to school, I worked, and then I decided to go take courses to become a firefighter. And um, that was something that, uh, you know, that experience you get um, is, is not something you can just learn from a book or from, you know, um, um, 
that's something that you need to learn hands-on. And then I decided to become an, uh, the, um, to become an EMT as well. Um, that kind of, um, you know, that type of experience where you're trying to save a life with CPR. I mean, that's, that's something that you can't find anywhere else, you know, mm-hmm. um, it was easy. You know, I went to, to the fire station. I said, Hey, I would like to, to, um, to work with you guys and to, and to volunteer. And I said, yeah, no problem. Just sign this form. And, um, you go take a course, which is like th- uh, th- three months and you, and you all set, you know, um, which was amazing. So you still a firefighter? Yes. Once you're a firefighter, that's it. You are a firefighter for life. <laughs> uh, any any experiences away. while on the job? That must have been quite an interesting um, job or quite an interesting uh, project to volunteer for. Uh, so when you're volunteering, you actually going into into the fires. You know, uh, yeah. you you are, you are, you are you all in and um you go into the into the homes you know that are just lit up you can't see anything smoke is just around you you have your ventilation but you can't uh you can't uh really hear anything like that and it's amazing because you use these specific tactics um to uh to communicate you know and to just uh, to take care of that of that home, you know, um, and um, it's amazing because you, when you in there, the the feeling that you have, your adrenaline rushing, you know, is is just like I said, something that you have to experience sometime in your life. Uh, you can't get that experience anywhere else. Were you not afraid? Or, uh, I mean, I would be really afraid to go into a place that's burning up. Uh, did you ever have such an experience where you went in and you said, what did I get myself into? I no, I live for that uh, type of room, the adrenaline rush. You know, I if if I see something burning, I'll be the first. <laughs> okay, we know who to give a call. The term that many people hear about uh, the world over is the American dream, something that is sold to the world. Think big and make things happen. What have you personally done besides being a firefighter in terms of setting up a business? And what's the experience been like in the American context? Yeah, so a lot of people have a different perspective of what the, um, the American dream is. And some people see it as something simple as, you know, coming from a country uh, as a refugee and coming to the U.S. and starting up a life here, but a simple life, you know, just just to get work uh, or to find work and to live here uh, is that's the American dream for some others. It's, you know, you know, um, becoming this this successful person and, you know, making it um, so that you are extremely like wealthy and so on and so forth, you know? Uh, But I'll tell you what, it's real. The American dream is real. And um, from my experience, I've seen that because it's the opportunities that you have here are endless. Um, You know, you, you can pretty much do anything here um, and you can become a successful person as long as you work hard, you know? Um, and with me starting up my business, which is a cleaning service, um, it, it, it was 
it was so easy to just go through the process. It took me two days, Riaz. All I did was I went online. Wow. I registered my business online. Uh, I, 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 I paid a fee and they sent me the certificates and uh, that was it. My business was registered. The only part that I had to do was to find, to find people to, to, work, to work for me and then my clients. And clients nowadays is so easy to grasp through social media, you know, and the internet and stuff. So uh, I've had the business now for about a year and I'll tell you, I didn't think it was going to pick up this fast, but um, it did. You know, um, so two days. I, I'm still trying to get over the shock. <laughs> two days yeah, to no, really. Two days, yes. Um, and it, it's amazing. I mean, um, the the system that they have here, they have a system for everything, and it works. There isn't a system here that does not work. I mean, other people may say different according to the to how the government works and stuff. But if you look in, you know, if you come in from a country that has systems that don't work at all you'll you can see the difference and you and you'll actually appreciate it here um but um yeah if i if there's anybody that's looking to come to the u.s i would say yes do it take the risk uh you know move over here it's not as difficult as people make it sound uh some people are still scared that they think that they can't uh receive um a visa, you know, but a visa is simple as well. You know, people make it so scary. Oh, you can't get a visa, this and that. I mean, it's not, it's really not. You sign a piece of paper, you wait a couple of weeks and you have it in hand. <laughs> okay. You make it sound easy. I'm going to apply for mine. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So, so like you said, you'd encourage people to do that. I must be, I must, uh, I recall what happened to me a couple of years back when I decided to go in um, work and uh, work in the UK um, and what I what I did is I wasn't a corporate job it was really boring me to death to be quite honest and I thought no man this can't be life I need to travel a little bit uh, open my mind and uh, learn a new live in a new country and uh, that's when I decided to move uh, to the UK it was quite popular uh, at that time and I must be honest with you, when you talk about risk and the things that you've been involved in now that you're living in the US, I've had the similar experience in that I, in, I went to London with a return ticket. So I said, if things don't work out, I can always come back. That's the one thing I can, I can, uh, I can be guaranteed of. Uh, but I've got to try it because if I don't, I'm never going to know what was it like. And I went with 500 pounds, which is not a lot of money. And I thought in about a week or two, if I don't get a job, I'm out of here. And uh, it, things just worked out after that. And it's amazing once you put your mindset to it and you, you have a positive attitude. Um, I guess the first world countries provide for many opportunities uh, if you're willing to work, like you said earlier. Correct. Yeah, as long as you, as long as you have that open mind, Riaz, I mean, it's endless, you know. Um, I think that's the most important thing. Like you said, have a positive, uh, the attitude has to be positive. Um, your mind has to be open. And if, and I've, I've seen it because um, my wife who recently moved to America the first time she never visited. And um, when, and I told her, I said, look, if you come into the U S you have to have an, an, an open mind. And she did, you know, and she loves it here. She came here. She's now teaching 
at a daycare. Uh, I mean, she goes to uh, to uh, uh, um, she goes to university. She, I mean, I'm I was shocked to see how well she coped when she came here because she's never left South Africa. You know, and this was the first time she's coming. She left everything behind, her family, everything, and she came in with an open mind, and she's succeeding, and she's and she's come a long, long way, which is which is impressive. Very impressive and inspirational as well. What are the three things that uh, the people must experience when visiting the U.S.? This is helping me a little with my itinerary as well. The day I pitch up there, <laughs> and you know, you always welcome here, Riaz. The door yes, is always. Course. open. Thank you, thank you. Um, one of the one of the biggest things, obviously, is to take a trip to New York. Uh, and if you're coming from South Africa, you're going to be landing in New York. And uh, definitely go check out Times Square. You know, um, like I said, New York itself is a, it's just a melting pot. You got people from all over the world. You're talking, you know, um, and everyone's just just extremely friendly. You, like, you'll walk past someone and they'll say hi to you. Like, they won't even know you. And they'll just say hi, hey, how's it going? You know, uh, the atmosphere is just phenomenal. And we love New York. You know, I, I try to, to go back every weekend if I could, you know. Um, and that's one place that everyone needs to visit. You basically, ex- you can't experience the United States just by seeing that. I would say you definitely need to visit um states that are in the south and in the west california or florida because every state here is like experiencing a whole completely just a different country it's the cultures are completely different the uh the traditions are different it's it's amazing and it's all in one country you know um is new york uh you know the famous saying about new york it's a city that never sleeps is that right that is correct. Yes, I've um, <laughs> actually experienced that uh, quite a few times where we've been to New York and uh, we stayed up for two days, you know, without any sleep. And it's live. It's live throughout the day, throughout the night. Uh, the stores, uh, the stores basically open up at 6 a.m. Um, and they close at around 11. And then there's some stores like food places and all that that are staying throughout the night. You know, they never close. Uh, which is amazing. Wow. 6 a.m. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I guess the people are working really hard over there. So 6 a.m. in the morning to 11 and some of the food places open throughout the night. Last time we spoke about this drive that you do. Um, what was the word you used? Uh, uh, yes, it's called a uh, wawa run. So wawa run, yeah. Yes, <laughs> so wow, more about that. So it's funny because the the logo is the is the haha bird that you get in South Africa. You know those birds that wake you up with those the hahas. Yes, I do. <laughs> That's actually the logo that they have at Wawa. And what it is, it's basically it's a gas station, but it's a deli as well, and it's very advanced. You know, you go in there. And you you having fresh food, so fresh bread, fresh food comes in every two every two hours, and you go there. There's uh, the iPads right there. You go through every food that you're looking for. You know, sandwiches, pasta, you name it, and uh, you choose what you want. Within five minutes, the food is ready, freshly made, uh, and it's open twenty four seven. So. We would go after a long day, you know, two o'clock in the morning, we'll say, oh, I'm starving and we'll go there. 
we'll get a sandwich and uh you know there's no problem there's no line or anything it's it's the system as i said they that they have you with just food uh is just amazing oh no man no wonder america has an obesity problem other sizes really really extra extra large yes yes you name it anywhere <laughs> from your chips to your drinks uh it's everything is made here for two you know wow okay uh now what are some of the lessons that you've learned uh from uh, with your move from south africa of course you were quite young at that time 9 or 10 years old um but what are some of the things that you've learned to appreciate that you'd someday teach to your kids and say that you know these are the lessons that i've learned and i'd like to pass on to you right um i think the number one uh lesson that would be for me would just to have at the having an open mind is extremely important riaz and and i say that because you know when we were in south africa we we didn't have as much of an open mind as we do now and we tend to follow in the old school traditions old school footsteps um you know and i'll tell you i'll, t- I'll tell you what it won't get you anywhere um having an open mind and a positive attitude every day is extremely important you know waking up um and working hard um is something that everyone needs to do to reach their goals and to become successful and that's the only way you'll survive in a different country uh that you haven't that you haven't experienced or or you haven't been you know uh but yeah that's one of the biggest biggest lessons that i've learned is to have an have an open mind and uh yes the world is your oyster uh of course you can learn a lot by having an open mind and uh i guess tradition is good as well because it keeps you rooted but at the end of the day having an open mind about things people places uh certainly does uh, give you a better perspective and a more positive way to live your life and that's very very important i guess that's um the best point i've learned from this zahid munshi thank you so much for chatting to us on thinking out loud your parting shot it's a pleasure riaz thank you so much for having me and i'll see you soon Yeah, absolutely. We'll catch up when you yeah. We can't take you for the Wawa run. What's it? Yeah, it's the Wawa run, isn't it? I'm trying to get that word right. Yes, it's a Wawa run, but I'm sure I'll um I'll gladly I'll gladly settle for the Muchachos run. Oh, Muchachos. Yeah, that's an easy one. Uh, there's quite a few right around everywhere in South Africa. Now, we say how's it here in South Africa? What's the one thing or the phrase in America that's quite popular and we'll we'll call it uh, we'll 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 end the show with that. God bless America. God bless America. Okay, so that's the popular thing. Thank you so much Zaid Bunchi for chatting to us on Thinking Out Loud. Thank you Riaz. Have a good one. Over the next couple of weeks, we feature a variety of guests who will help us find answers to questions we often think about but rarely ask on Thinking Out Loud. This is Riaz Safi saying thank you so much for listening. Till the next episode. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.